live and pre-recorded This is the Red Ticket News Podcast I am Brian Buckley This is being recorded on December 5th, 2018 To hit the internets that very next day December 6th, how are you? iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, FM Player, and uh, what else? Uh, Podbean. If there's a podcast directory, there is a 75% chance you'll find this podcast there. Yeah, 70. Close enough. Uh, how's it going? Let's get back to that original question. No, follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13, at RedSicketBlues. We're in that odd period between Thanksgiving and Christmas where it's like, uh, I just saw the family. I, I heard fucking Johnny made the debate team and... You know, so-and-so just got out of jail. That's great. Uncle Larry and, oh, Grandma, whatever. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, she, you, you won that contest. That's great. Listen, you better come up with new new material for Christmas because you're seeing those people again. You know, you're this is round two. And then you don't have to see them again until next Thanksgiving. That's usually how it goes, right? I know people, you know, some families get together for other shit. But this is, this is the big ones. These are the big ones. Come with your A game because no one wants to hear about what have you done since last Thanksgiving? Nothing. Remember Thanksgiving. No one wants to recap that. I'm guarantee you that. All right? Just remember that. So, it's the same thing at work, too. It's like, you know, I just got done with this holiday. You're already thinking about the next holiday, and you're stuck in between in this in this purgatory of shit. But isn't that really life, though? <laughs> so, I just came from... Uh, t- take a guess where I just came from. Uh, the grocery store. No shit. I-, I live there. I live at the grocery store down the street. And I don't want to sound violent or... I don't know, or even inappropriate. But I'd like to murder everyone at the uh, grocery store. I'd like to murder... Maybe murder's a bit strong. Maybe, you know, I'm basically, you know, Gandhi here. I'm a pacifist, apparently. i just like to eliminate people that get in my way at the grocery store. It's just every turn you take someone sticking their big freaking metal cart out in front of you to gaze at some sort of, you know, flavor of the month bullshit at the end of the aisle. It's just like, get the fuck out of my way. So yeah, this is me being angry, me using expletives, but it's all true. It's really annoying. And then what was even worse, this is, this is great material, huh? It was even worse. You know, it's kind of cold out right now, even for, for California. We're in Northern California. This is the time of the year when it's actually cold. It's like, you know, 40s, 50s right now. Oh, Brian, oh, listen, I know it's not like it was. It's not like when we were in the Northeast. I get it. I get it. You guys are dealing with real cold. This is not real cold, but it's still cold. And, you know, it's getting a little dark out. What do I see? Driving home here. Some jackass on a unicycle. Like, what, what are you doing? It, it's, it, you, it, the person who rides a unicycle is like, you know, the person that, that, that played hacky sack in high school. Or, they had to be that much, that much more different. I, you, you know the type. They wore the, the little poncho thing in high school. The, the, you know, the, the total the stoners. The, the poncho. How do, you, how do you describe that? It's like a dungaree thing. I, I don't even know what it's called. Someone's shouting it probably at their at their uh, device right now saying what it is. But you got to really try hard to, to stand out to be that sympathetic asshole to ride a unicycle. Like, what do you think is happening right now? Like, I just described the scene. It's cold. It's dark. Do you think a family is, like, driving around looking at, like, Christmas lights to, to, to just stop and be like, excuse me, sir, tell me about that ultra-interesting story that, about the day you decided that you wanted to ride a unicycle, that you wanted to be that guy. Tell me about that. Describe it for me and my family how you became such an asshole with one simple move. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. What are you trying to prove with a unicycle? <laughs> it, it's, it's just absurd. I, I don't know. 
All right. Well, we're four minutes, four, five, four or five minutes into the podcast, and uh, let's get past the you know things probably normal people would just not even think about, like wanting to uh, eliminate people at the the grocery store and people riding unicycles, stuff normal people would not worry about and go on with their day. That I obviously it, it struck some sort of nerve. So, anyways, uh, I want to before we even start, let's let's get to this. Now I asked you. How are you doing? Well, let me stop you right now because let's be honest. I don't give a shit how you're doing because I only care about one person. And that is a listener to this podcast. All right. That is a listener to this podcast that made, uh, listen, I don't want to call him Santa Claus or, or make a wish, uh, Mr. Make a wish, but let's just say he makes dreams come true. Let's, let's, let's just put it that way. And that name, that man, I know everyone's on the edge of their seat. They're like, could it be me? Could it be me? Could he be talking about me? There's a very good chance I'm not talking about you because you did not make my dreams come true. But the individual that did, let's give the credit where credit is due. And that is Mr. Al Del Greco. All right. So you can follow him on Twitter at A Del Greco Jr. A Del G-E-G-R-E-C-O-J-R. That's Jr. So Al Del Greco, longtime listener of the podcast, longtime supporter of the podcast, longtime uh, Kirk and Callahan fan that, uh, you know, I, I know many people probably don't give a shit when I mention the, the, those individuals on the show. He and I will discuss, dissect, and uh, comment on the show uh, privately. We don't, we, don't, we don't do it for the world to see, so sorry, sorry. But Al, uh, I met up with the great Al Del Greco. Actually, we got to change that. He had one for in order for him to make my dream come true. He did request that he wanted some sort of moniker, like I say, the great Simon and Yonker. So we're going to have to think up something. But for the interim, we're going to say the great Al Del Greco. Uh, I met up with the great Al Del Greco and the uh, great Simon and Yonkers uh, earlier this year. And, and Brandon, uh, the uh, you know what uh, giraffe, uh, we met up with him, we met up with the crew. And it's in Midtown and in the summer. And yeah, we, we met at a bar, got pretty tanked. I did my normal, listen, I'll just eat after I drink. I don't feel like eating now. And you know, that always works out so well. So well. So I was, you know, I was doing, I've had, I had a few by the end of it. We'll put it that way. And then stuff pizza down our throats. So, you know, Al mentions, and listen, I can uh, get a few tickets to the Sacramento Kings if you're interested. And I say, yeah, anytime, man. I, I can get them through my job. Any, anytime I say, hey. You do it, go for it. You know, I didn't think anything about it. It's like, hey, that, that's nice. He offered that. So the other day, what does Al do? He says, hey, you want tickets? They're playing the uh, Clippers. I'm thinking, yeah, no shit. That's no problem. He said, yeah, I'll take care of it. They'll be at will call. So, and I'm thinking, you know, that, that's awesome. I don't even care where the tickets are. You know, I, I have I have all the confidence in the world that Aldo Greco is going to come up with the tickets for me. It's not like I'm going to will call being like this fucking, these better fucking be here. But I had no issues with that whatsoever. So I got there. I look at the tickets and I'm like, well, this looks pretty good. Because when you see the row is a double letter, that's usually good. So I'm just like, okay, 100s. And there is a double letter. And I have to, this is completely unrelated. I had jalapenos on my hand earlier and I was cutting them. I did not wear gloves. And I'll tell you, I was just scratching somewhere. And it is uh, incredibly um, uncomfortable right now. So may need to be a pause at some point in this podcast to uh, maybe shower. I don't know. Anyways, way too much information. Let's get back to Aldo Greco. Um, hold on a second. I'm sorry about that. And that is not just like for the show itself. Oh, Brian being wacky. Because I, I don't make things up and do that stuff. Because I'm sure some of you listen to my shitty podcast and been like, boy, I wish he'd make something up. No, but we're, we're feeling a little better. So back, back to the, we get to Wilcom. I look at the tickets. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're walking in and my God, everyone at the Golden One Center, the new arena with the Sacramento Kings play. 
It's like they're all eunuchs. They are so goddamn happy about everything. Hey, how are you? Zach Proud. Yeah, hey, hey, go Kings. It's just like, okay, okay, just calm down, calm down. I'm already going in. You don't have to sucker me in. I had the tickets in hand. I don't need the rah-rah cheerleader bullshit. Just relax, relax. So I get in. We get to the, the area where they, they're like, oh, you have lounge access. And I'm like thinking, I'm thinking like the second, you know, the second uh, deck at like Yankee Stadium now where it's like, yeah, you have lounge access, which basically it's a access to a lounge where it's another bar and you just pay for more expensive drinks. Uh, but you feel like you're more important because you're actually in a lounge. I thought it was that. So I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. They're like, well, I guess just go to lounge later. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I actually get to the actual section area and they're like, yeah, you, you also have access to the lounge. I'm like, okay, so what, what is this lounge? It's the second time I've heard about it. They're like, yeah, go down to the floor there. Like the players come out and just go down. I was like, oh no shit. Okay. All right. So we get to the seats. Seats are, uh, take away the, take away the like three rows actually on the floor itself. We're about seven rows off the, off there. So I'm just like, oh, this is nice. I like this. And I'm like, Aldo Greco, boy, we need to build a shrine. Like Joe Beningo will build. Yeah, I will build a shrine to Brett Favre if they can win the Super Bowl. Aldo Greco. Well, we talk about him all the time in the house. It's, it's just a wonderful experience. But we get into, the, into the, uh, the lounge and I'm like, boy, this is how the other half lives. I continue to eat food in that place. Food all over the place. I continued to eat food way after I was full just because it was free. It's free food. I continued to eat it over and over and over again. And, you know, I started spilling popcorn and there are, there are only two free drinks. So Al, you got to step it up there. I need more. I need more. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but two free drinks and I started spilling popcorn all over. And my wife's just like, can you pretend like you belong here? I was like, well, I can pretend, but I, it won't happen. I can pretend to do a lot of things, but I will not succeed. And believe me, there's a laundry list of things that I pretended to do and have not succeeded in life. And that podcast would be at least 15 parts. So we'll keep it at that. But what an experience to go through there. And I mean, I, I just filled up like a pig, just stuffed. Oh, give me the cookies. Give me the sandwich. Give me, give, give me, give me all this. I mean, all the, all, all this shit, all, all these, all, all these different artisanal cheeses. I was just like, for just a f brief period of time, I absolutely love the idea of lounges and I completely get them. Then is then it, after it was over, I said, people that go to lounges make me sick and I hope they die. I mean, that, that's basically where I was at afterwards. But during that period, boy, I was in heaven and I completely wanted to lock hands with all the lounge people because I get what you go through because it is an amazing experience. I, I said to my wife, I said, I, I, do we have to go to our seats? She's like, we probably should. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. This, this, this isn't going to work well. But what an arena. Not a great team. You know, you have a very, very young team that... Uh, they still – Willie Cauley-Stein sucks, by the way. You can take a look at his stats and you'll be like, what are you talking about, Brian? He sucks. He scored 15. He's got 12 rebounds. Never seen a guy make more – you know, bad foul – commit more bad fouls, have worse turnovers, and just miss so many easy shots. He's the same player he was at Kentucky. Maybe a little better, but the same bullshit. But it's such a young team. The only thing I was very disappointed about is that I never got to see that that freak on the Clippers play. What's his – Bob, Bob Boban, Boban. I wanted to see him. He, he's a monster, but I will tell you, I, I was like fixated with him because he's just such a freak of nature. He's standing next to like Tobias Harris, who's bright, like 6'10 or whatever, and making him look like nothing. Standing next to Gortok or Gort Gorok, the guy from the, was on the Wizards. He, he looks like a child next to him. It, it was, but, you know, I, I watched him on the bench and his mannerisms. This is quite pathetic. We're 11 minutes in and I'm talking about gazing at uh, that, that uh, the large man on the Clippers. I don't even know how to try to pronounce his name. But um, he 
he sat there watching the kiss cam and people, you know, they're just dumb bullshit. All idiots like, and then well, I laughed too, but he's just laughing at it. And all the, all the teams like doing, you know, <laughs> having like a sit down and like, you know, huddle and whatnot. He's laughing at that. And one of the players, I forget who it was, came over and just, you know, picked up, uh, I think it was Lou Williams came over and just like this, they sit on these cushions, which I never knew either. I thought they just sat in the chairs, but I understand the cushions. So he just picked up his cushions and threw them on the ground after he came out of a game or a bad foul or whatever, and Boban picked up the cushions and he just stood there and didn't know what to do with them afterwards. <laughs> it was just, you had to be, I think it was one of those situations where you really had to be there. It, uh, you really had to be there because I'm not doing it any justice. But long story short, as we're already 10, 12 minutes into this podcast, um, Aldo Greco, thank you very much. He's got to experience the Golden One Center. And uh, I, I suggest all of you follow him on Twitter. And if you don't, I will take notice. And that is, of course, at El, Al, excuse me, A. Del Greco Jr. So uh, do your due diligence and take care of that, all right? Uh, so moving on. Golden One Center. first M- Oh, by the way, that's like the first NBA game I've gone to in, I don't know. I think I went to a Bulls game like five years ago. It is like a goddamn circus. It is like WWE there. And I understand in the, the starting lineups, how you're going to do all that, you know, the fire and bah, 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 you know, and I'm just like, oh God, what is this? When did they, 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 and I, maybe I should be aware of this, you know, watching games on TV, but like playing full songs while they're pl- playing and just, it's too much. There's too much going on. I, I felt, I, I don't know. I feel like I need a cigarette afterwards. There's so much going on. It, it was little too intense for me. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe just I haven't been in game in a while. Whatever it is. But a good time had by also, again, once again, thank you, Aldo Greco. Now, that's a challenge to the rest of you listeners. Who wants to impress me? Who wants to shower me with gifts? Who wants to live up to the status of Aldo Greco? So, at BrianBuck13, at RedTicketBlues. Uh, if you need more information, uh, you know, at RedTicketBlues, excuse me, RedTicketBlues at gmail.com. So, if you need anything, if you want, well, I need stuff. But if you want to shower me, go ahead. Anyways, let's move on. I actually had to stop the podcast. I just paused it. The uh, jalapeno pain was too much. I had to take a bath. Yes. So again, I don't. Uh, that's usually not my thing. I don't do graphic stuff on here. And I don't think I'm being too graphic. But let's just say, wear gloves. You know, I always wear gloves when I do a jalap uh, with uh, habaneros, jalapenos. I think I got these jalapenos from a different place. But I should be more careful with that. But whew, just just a few scratches. You know, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So we're, we're all good now. We're all good. So uh, let's just end that again. Thank you, Aldo Greco. Let's, let's, okay, let's get some brass tacks here. So Yankees free agency news. We did, Patrick Corbin is not coming to the Bronx. And, and full disclosure, I did not know who Patrick Corbin was before uh, free agency started. So as I said on Twitter, I was going to criticize the move regardless. Uh, and uh, just because I had never heard of him, so therefore then he must not be good. But I, I had never heard of the guy. Um, I guess he's had one good year. And I guess it looks like the Nationals overpaid for him anyways. And the other player that you hear involved with the Mets and the Yankees uh, is this catcher for the Marlins, which I will say have fairly JT Real Real Muto. I don't know anything about him either. I think he'd be nuts to get rid of Gary Sanchez right now. He's coming off a few disappointments. This is going to be a very big season for Gary Sanchez. There's no doubt about it. You've seen the potential from him. You've seen how shitty he can be as well. But uh, this is going to be the year where he is going to put up or shut up. Okay. So... Ask gas or grass. No one rides for free. That's uh, that's always been my motto. So he he's got to have to do a lot this year to show uh, that he belongs. But to give up on on him now, when you see the potential, yeah, so much is going to change in the year, Brian. You would never do it now, but after a year, it's, you got to do it. You make no sense, Brian. 
anyways, I, I like to have internal conversations with myself. So that that's that's the Yankees right there. I saw um, you saw uh, Robinson Cano is now with the Mets, and the Mets seem like it. Brody Van whatever, which I hate the name Brody. Uh, that's not his fault. I hate when people get mad about oh, what stupid name. Well, you know, it's not their fault. It's not like they change it to Todd or whatever or Brad. They, they they don't do that, but uh, Francesa going the extra route, having the uh, the Mets hierarchy, the, the the brass in studio today on the final day of the ratings books. Which I hate to bring it to Mike, the fact that it's this close with Michael K. Uh, Michael K. has already won in that sense. That's the way I look at it. Mike may still actually win the uh, you know what you call it, the the actual ratings books. But the fact that it's this close, it's it's. It shows, it shows. But we did learn something. Now, he had them in there for... No, I asked Twitter because I was not live for it. I couldn't listen to this hour and a half marathon that he had. Fred Wilpon, or Jeff Wilpon, excuse me. Jeff Wilpon, Brody Van Wagnon, Brody, BVM, and uh, the manager, Mickey Calloway, in studio for an hour and a half, no commercial breaks. I asked Twitter uh, what exactly... Should, should I listen to this? Is it worth my time? And I got mixed results. And at the time I was, you know, by the time I finally checked it at a red light, because I don't, I don't text and drive. I do it at the red light, which would still get me the ticket regardless. But uh, I like to be pretend I'm safe. Um, I got, I looked at all that and I had 12 minutes left on a Bill Burr podcast from July. And I said, yeah, let's go with Bill Burr. So I, I, I stand by my choice. I do. But there was a, a nice little nugget that we learned. Mike was describing, you know, what Port St. Lucie has become to all these people that probably already know because that's where the Mets, uh, you know, minor league facility is. But he wanted to let them know. He was going to let them know, listen, a lot of things have changed and he knows for a specific reason. And that specific for specific specific reason is hold on. <laughs> Wait, this is great. Great production. All right. And it's this. A pretty big city. It really has. So when you go to Port St. Lucie, which I will visit because I have a place in Palm Beach, but uh, uh essential information that everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to. I also saw Mike on uh, Mike. Mike uh, is a guest on a Barstool podcast with with uh, with A Rod and a Barstool and uh, with Big Cat. Which uh, I've told you what I thought about Barstool. I hate them, but you know, Big Cat. I've never been. A, he's not like he doesn't scream douche. He just he does this whole like where I'm fake. I'm I'm funny, but like we're gonna do the whole ironic route. And I'm fat, but I'm not really fat. I've never really understood that part either. But he's not like the prototypical douchebag that I think of when you think of like shitheads at Barstool, which again, if we're going to go that like funny, ironic route, and you're going to team up with A-Rod, who is just incredibly uncomfortable, it seems like an odd dynamic because we're going to go with the running joke that, you know, Big Cat works for A-Rod. It just, hey, again, Barstool continues to take over the world. I will not falter and then say, you know what? I'm going to do a 180. I really like them. Yeah. Saturdays are for the boys. Let's do it. I don't like what they do. I don't, but I tell you, hey, you got A-Rod as a guest, which nothing gets my blood going, you know, that my, my blood pressure going than Alex Rodriguez. I wake up, I see that, and what do I do? I'm like tweeting nonstop about it. It's like if I had a psychiatrist, I would be like, so, you know, it, it would be part <laughs> I'd sit down on the couch. Brian, how's everything going? Well, he did it again. He's got a podcast. Who, who's this, Brian? Alex a Rod Alex Rodriguez. He's got a podcast now. Oh, we're back to Alex again. Yeah, yep. He's 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 doing it again. Nothing gets me going like Alex. I don't know why. 
I don't know what it is. I, I actually, that's a complete lie. I know exactly what it is. It was a complete, we know the deal, but I'll touch on the bullet points again. Bud Selig screwed this up. He made A-Rod a sympathetic figure when he was just a steroid cheat like everyone, which by the way, uh, Jeff Wilpon does not consider Robinson Cano a steroid cheat, which Mike did not follow up on that. He did not follow up on that statement, which defies logic because Robinson Cano is the definition of a steroid cheat. If, if let me look at my book. Hold on here. Let's see. Let me see. A steroid book. And let's see. Uh, yes, yes, he's a steroid cheat. Yeah. So I don't know where Jeff Wilpon is coming from. Maybe his, maybe he's, uh, you know, his brain is a little messed up from the altitude of tracking gorillas in Rwanda. But uh, why do you care? Why do you care? Because I care, Mike. That's why I care. That's why I care. I don't know what it is, but Alex Rodriguez. Ugh. Moving on. Anyways, so. Uh, I saw Paul Goldschmidt today signed with the with the Cardinals and like no one seemed to care, no no one seemed to care at all. <laughs> I don't. He's like one of the best players of baseball and she's like oh, yeah, yeah yeah he signed with the Cardinals so look for that. I don't know how great the Cardinals are. They always seem to be in the running at some point. Um, but that's that. Anything else going on in baseball this week? We're still waiting for the when do the winter meetings start? Do I have anything else written here? Brody Van Wagen. I don't even know if that's his name. Right, Mike and the Mets. We already talked about that. Uh talked about the uh the nba and how i went to the golden one one center it's gonna be the podcast where i just go over everything here uh oh the nfl so yeah i did watch a little nfl this weekend uh the chargers look good um uh, I, I they're my dark horse just like me and mike dark horse chargers but you know that they're never gonna come through you know you, you can never trust them you know philip rivers is too busy procreating he does not have time to focus on a championship winning football team in the national football league he just doesn't. So, but I, I would like to see him win a, win a championship. You know, I, I don't know why, but but the big news, obviously, Kareem Hunt, uh, who the, the video came out of him. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend it, but it's not as bad as Ray Rice, which it's not as bad as the Ray Rice video where he basically just slugged his his wife girlfriend at the time like some sort of caveman. You know, just animalistic, hit her over the head with a big club like Captain Caveman. But you know. You see the Kareem Hunt video? It looks like your normal, uh, you know, drunken shenanigans. Oh, no, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you know, and it looks like he sort of like pushes her in the face and then comes over and kicks her. Uh, so the NFL obviously screwed it up. But I mean, they, they care about everything so much. They care about women. They, they care about the issues. Domestic violence will not be tolerated, except for the part where we know about the video, but we don't want to see it and we don't want the Chiefs to see it. You should see my hands right now. I'm moving like, uh, I, I'm not really sure, like some sort of crossing guard, just back and forth. Uh, but so the NFL completely screws up again. And because their product is so superior and because people consume it and eat it, they don't even need, do they even need to like come out with a statement and be like, you know, we, we could handle this better. Uh, you know, uh, this, this, this wasn't done the way that our protocols uh, installed for. They're just like, yeah, hey, well, football's on Thursday, uh, Sunday, Monday. So keep watching, folks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it will be interesting going forward. I mean, listen, Kareem Hunt did what he had to do. He came out in front of it instead of all the other people who like to hide or make up excuses. He came out the next day and did an interview with Lisa Salters. And I commend him for that just because of PR image. They know, you know, Kareem Hunt or his people know if you run, people are going to look at you and they're going to say, why did he run? If you come out in front of it, we are a forgiving country. We are a forgiving public, unless you're Ray Rice, honestly, because Ray Rice, think about it. Ray Rice wasn't even a bad guy. He was known as a good guy. 
And that video is instilled. Those those clips, those pixels are in our heads forever when you say the words Ray Rice. It's not about what he did at Rutgers or what he did with the Ravens or winning in a Super Bowl and all that. No, <laughs> it is about him slugging his wife in that hotel. So will Kareem Hunt be known like that? I don't really give a shit. But what the point is, you know, he came out in front of it and we are forgiving, uh, you know, a public where most people will forgive that stuff. Now, it's a little difficult when there's a video involved, like I said, with Ray Rice. So we'll see what happens going forward. We'll, 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 we'll see what happens. But what a remarkable move by the Kansas City Chiefs by just cutting him. They just cut him, which I give him credit. And, but you know what? Here's the other thing, too. I, when I say that, half of Twitter, you know, because they all gave him credit. Good move. Really refreshing. You know, you fuckheads. Did you read the statement? It wasn't even like, oh, uh, uh, he did this because we don't accept domestic violence. They asked him a, you know, what happened and he lied about it. I wonder if they would have cut him if he just told the truth. But yeah, this is exactly what happened. Uh, so I'm going to describe, you know, frame by frame what happened in this video. And then you can watch the video and verify it. They did it because they didn't like being lied to. They were getting the bad press anyways. Then they were being lied to. And they're like, you know what, asshole? You just made us look stupid to the entire public when we're trying to be better. Yeah, that's right. Drafting Ty- Tyreek Hill, who st- strangled his, you know, pregnant girlfriend. This is what we're trying to be better than that. That's what we do. You're cut. You're done. But I mean, all, all the praises were out for, for Tyreek Hill from, from, excuse me, for Kareem Hunt from Twitter. Uh, well, they praised him and then they praised the Chiefs too. So I was... You know, the Twitter, you don't, you don't need much. There's not a lot of brain cells on the app. So, but tons of, uh, you know, just back slapping and, and, and just total praise and everyone just follows along. It's regurgitation of horse shit. So, so that's the NFL. Uh, so Mark Sanchez actually, uh, get under center the other day for, uh, for the Redskins. Plaxico Burris taking shots at him. It's like, dude, dude just shut up. You know, Plaxico Burris taking shots at him. And then you got Dante Stallworth defending Kareem Hunt. It's like, you guys are so mired in the, the incidents that you did. Even if you have your best intentions, which I think Dante Stallworth does, because I think he does have a brain that said, you are so mired and so sullied from your incidents. Dante Stallworth killed a guy. Now, I talk in jest about eliminating people to supermarket, or do I? But Dante Stallworth killed somebody. He was drunk and killed someone. And what, did he do 30 days in jail? Did he even do any jail time? Actually, did I take that? I mean, he suspended for a year. Did he go to jail at all? That, that I don't remember. But he, he actually does some advocacy. He seems like he's a rather intelligent guy to, like, you know, get his point across and whatnot. And then yeah, Plexico Burris, dude, you shot yourself. Not even, not even the, the, the phrase shot yourself in the foot. You shot yourself almost in the testicles. Dude, you can't laugh at anyone. You are a living, walking punchline. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, Plaxico, you're a piece of shit. You really are. Uh, what was I looking up? Did Dante Stallworth go to jail? You know, again, this is another one. Everyone's yelling. Oh, yes, he did. No, he didn't. He's not playing anymore, is he? Yeah, former. But he was signed again. He was playing for the Browns. Uh, oh, he's from Sacramento. Look at that. Uh, let's see. Personal life. DUI manslaughter. Admitted to drinking the night before. He was charged with DUI. Yeah, okay. Received a thir- sentence of 30 days in the county jail plus 1,000 hours of community service, two years of community control, whatever that means, and eight years probation. Uh, he was released from county jail after serving 24 days of a 30-day sentence. He killed a guy. And he's lecturing other people. Hey, leave Kareem Hunt alone. He's trying to do better. You know, just, hey, don't, don't jump on top of him here. Hey, he's remorseful. It's just like, hey, 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 I get it. I know you're trying to do better with your life. There's certain things you just need to stay out of. Like everything. Just shut up. Tough spot. Tough spot, Mikey. I'll tell you. 
Uh, the Giants, Giants are actually still in this, which is amazing. Uh, the Giants are still, it's possible, but I mean, it's one of those like outside chances where someone's has to, you know, the Cowboys have to like lose every game and then the, the Yankees, the Yankees aren't playing, Brian. Uh, Giants have to win every game. I saw, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and rant and rave about Odell Beckham. I did that last week, but how about, how about that puss out from, uh, from that, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, onside kick. And, and, and the defenders were out in full force. It's like they put the Beckham, Beckham sign out there for everyone to run to their phone to defend Odell Beckham. You know, I'm almost with you if you're going to take the stance of he shouldn't, he doesn't want to get hurt. I get that. He shouldn't be in the game then. You know, the coach should know if you're worried about Odell Beckham, who is an amazing talent, you're worried about him getting injured, I'll co-sign on that. Don't put him in the fucking game. That's the way I look at it. If you're going to put him in there to allow onside kicks, well, that might be problematic if you you look at it from that perception and perspective. I just... I couldn't believe it. The guy, who, the guy who always talks about how hard he plays and how much passion he has. And listen, a lot of times he does. I'm not going to say he's a dog all the time because he does play hard sometimes. I mean, he, he throws some serious blocks sometimes, but he fell short there. I'm sorry. You know, pick up all your defender sticks. And what, what does that even mean? Defender sticks. Pick up all your crap. You know, just lay it down. You're not winning this debate. He should have gone for the ball and he didn't. Shut up. It's okay to lose one sometimes. I think some people on Twitter and some just fans like this don't like losing at all. Guess what? Part of life is losing. Just take this one. Take this L, son. That's all I'm saying. Take this L, fam. So, uh, I didn't see any of the Jets game, but geez, everyone wanted Todd Bowles fired. Um, I saw Beningo going crazy about the Jets. We got that, but um, did, excuse me, didn't happen. So, anyways, anyways. It, it kind of, you know, another thing, going back to the NBA for a second, you know, Dwight Howard was uh, accused of basically having a boy, a, a transgender companion uh, that he was in a relationship with. And you saw a lot of like anti-trans stuff and anti-homophobic stuff all over Twitter. And people were like, is this a problem? Is I have a, this is problematic that homophobic things are coming out about Dwight Howard. See. Well, I agree with you in that sense. This is the problem with Dwight Howard and, and that Dwight Howard is an enormous asshole. You know, he's not likable. So I, I understand that if these stories are true, that, uh, you know, he doesn't deserve this. Okay, I'll give you that. But he's not likable. So it's almost like, oh, well, whatever, you know, but whatever. Wasn't he in like in a hotel room with like a 14-year-old five years ago and no one seemed to care? Yeah. Oh, you don't know about that story? Look it up. Now, Brian, I did know about it. It's not like you had the knowledge of it. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't address that last week. But that story's also gone away. It's also gone away because Dwight Howard, shockingly, <laughs> isn't playing. And I think he's out for the year. I mean, I I, 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 I can't believe it. I, I'm, I, it's just, my mind is blown. It's, it's literally, I'm, I'm, I'm having, I can't, I can't, I can't even talk. Listen to me. I mean, he is out for the year, I thought I read, right? That, the guy is, talk about a guy who could have been, I mean, maybe he is injury prone. Oh, this is from 18 hours ago. Dwight Howard's alleged former gay boyfriend, Mason Elge, drops new video about their relationship. Uh, okay. Um, amid Dwight Howard's... Dwight Howard, Washington Wizards. I didn't even know he's on the Wizards facing surgery. The weird Dwight Howard saga shows the, the NBA still has a problem with... Uh, okay, everyone's goddamn think piece. Cool it. Oh, two to three months. So he's not out for the year, but I mean, that's, whatever. That's basically the year. Dwight Howard will never fucking do anything. 
So, I mean, I'm sorry. He's just not a sympathetic figure. That's the way I look at it. If it were somebody we actually liked, like think of somebody that's like, like a good guy. Who's a good guy in the NBA? I'm trying to think of who really st- – I mean, I'm sure there's good guys. I'm not saying there's bad guys. But who stands out as like a good guy? Steph Curry I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm not talking superstar. Well, I guess Dwight Howard kind of is too, right? I'm just talking to myself. This, what is this podcast? What is this? Anyways. Yeah, whatever. So let's get to all the social justice warrioring of the week. Um, we have the President George Bush, RIP. You know, uh, is this the first uh, president death uh, since the podcast has been up and running? When Gerald Ford died. When did Gerald Ford die? Sound like Gerald Ford. Uh, let's see here. Gerald Ford died. This is incredibly unimportant. Gerald Ford, uh, 2006. Oh yeah, is that the last president to die? Gerald Ford. No, one was Reagan. No, Reagan was after Reagan 2004. Oh, it's been the first one in a while, huh? Jimmy Carter's still kicking. Sitting there having to listen to Hillary. She's like, I should have beat him. Oh, God. I'm so relatable. Why didn't, why didn't Wisconsin like me? Well, maybe, Hillary, you didn't go there. Shut up, peanut boy. Let's see. Nixon, that was before that, right? I sound like Francesca reading a book right now. And then uh, they signed Kevin Brown. Okay, yeah. And he died in 1994. What am I talking about? So, yeah, this has been the first president in a while, actually, over a decade that has uh, passed away. So George Bush, who's probably the most accomplished government employee uh, in the history of this country, um, well, at least the recent past, I'd say, uh, passed away. It's been, it's been, he had a good run, 94 years. Um, and by the way, that dog that he had, I'm glad Slate uh, let us know. Um, you know, the, the dog that he had that, he, you know, he, he, God, you know, I, I say this a million times. This is, this is what we have to do. You, you know, the whole thing and it's both sides are just as guilty. Respect the office. Okay. Respect the presidential office. That is until, you know, your, your, your person is, is, is yeah. <laughs> unless your side, your, the, the opposition side is getting the praise. Then it's like, well, he, let's talk about all the war crimes he did and how he was so involved in the deep state, huh? No, I will not celebrate George H.W. Bush. But when, uh, you know, Bill Clinton or, <laughs> or Obama died, can we bring them to heaven again? Can we just paint them in heaven already? But anyways, so Slate, um, they do this with their, with his service dog was like sitting next to the casket and it's just like, Oh, that, that's really, you know, that's a great, really powerful picture. And Slate had to write an article that says, actually, this was not a lifelong companion. It, he'd only had the, the, the service dog for six months. It's like, you don't say, huh? I, I thought dogs lived to 94 years old. You idiots. Really? Speaking of Slate, by the way, I will say this. Now that I know they are a left leaning outfit that is sometimes absolutely ridiculous as uh, the aforementioned story. I just listened to a podcast called Slow Burn, which I was a little hesitant because it was from Slate, it being, you know, a little one-sided. Um, very, very good podcast, and I recommend it to everyone. The first season is about the Watergate scandal, speaking of Nixon, um, and breaks it down because, I mean, I, I know a little bit about Watergate, but I don't know all. I mean, they break it down for you. Let's just say maybe if you live through that period, maybe you won't find it as interesting, but if you don't know, I totally – uh, uh, suggested slow burn and the second season is about Clinton's impeachment so maybe you might learn some new things here uh, but I, I thought it was very 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 good and uh, I learned a lot I, re- I really did like Bill Clinton is an absolute monster he really is he he is just he's a predator which I know some of you are like well I, I already knew that but just to know that he was under investigation loss and he couldn't keep his hands off Monica Linsky is just 
Oh, and somehow Linda Tripp still to this day still thinks she's like some sort of like whistleblower vigilante. It's like you set up your friend, you recorded her and gave this shit to the FBI. You are not a good person. <laughs> You're a bad person. She wants to have an affair with the president. Let her do it. You did not help anyone. So anyways, I recommend uh, the, that podcast. So uh, moving on. Let's see what was, I ta- want to talk social justice warrior stuff. Uh, let's see. I saw Laura Loomer, which I, I very much like Patrick Corbin. I had no idea who Laura Loomer is. Uh, I saw she chained herself or handcuffed herself to the Twitter offices, which Twitter had a lot of fun with. I mean, I think she got her uh, two minutes, 15, eh, do we want to say 15? I'll say 10 minutes of fame. Uh, and listen, they got people talking about her all because she, her Twitter account was deleted. Uh, she's Jewish and she's mad about the anti-Jewish stuff on Twitter, but I guess she's this, you know, hardcore conservative. To, uh, listen, I didn't even really give a shit who she was, but I just found it somewhat interesting. But but brings to the main question, does that ever work like chaining yourself to something? I mean, does that, has that ever worked other than just getting attention before they're just like, all right, you done? Has that ever worked in the history of time? I mean, I can think of one instance where it did work. <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking. Ernest goes to camp. Exactly. Camp Kikakee. They, they, the, the, the construction, was it Kruger? Kruger, nice try. The, uh, Dean from, <laughs> it was the Dean from, uh, National Lampoons. Oh, it's from Animal House. Yeah. And his, like, henchman was, uh, Lyle Alzado. And, uh, you know, he, he, God, they're, they're so, and the, and the, the, the Native American in the, uh, movie was the guy from the, from the actual, the garbage ad, too, where he cries. I mean, talk about 80s there. Talk about 80s, like, you know, late 70s. Lyle Alzado, the Indian from the garbage ad, Native American from the garbage ad, and uh, the Dean uh, from, from from Animal House, and, and Ernest. Do you think Ernest would ever work? I guess Ernest probably, I was going to say, do you think he'd ever work today? But he'd probably work with, like, Trailer Park Boys or something. But, like, what the hell was Ernest? He was, like, this, like, creepy guy who... Had no, his only catchphrase was, oh, and he'd like move his mouth and he hung out with kids all the time. It was very creepy. Very, very, I'm trying to think of, was there anyone else in that that was, that was really notable? No, but he, he took the powers of the spirits and he, and the gun would not phase him and just, you know, every week now we're going to go back to, um, you know, movies from the eighties last week, uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Now we'll do Ernest Goes to Camp. By the way, watching Golden Girls the other day. Uh, and I don't understand why they rag on Dorothy so much. Honestly, she had a blind date and she had another date too. It's like, and then Blanche ended up really liking the blind date. The blind date, listen, wanted to take it slow. And listen, we all know Blanche is a little bit of a sex kitten. All right. So it was, it was quite of a, a rousing affair, but like at the same time, you know, who are all these, like, women to, like, laugh at Dorothy when she can't get dates or whatever? Like, none of them are, like, Sophia Loren or whatever. You know? So, Sophia, Sophia Loren. What, what is this podcast from, like, 1930s? Sophia Loren, Rita Hayworth, uh, Newsbreak, uh, uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, Blitzkrieg. What is this? This podcast is off the rails and uh, barely entertaining, I'd say, at this point. Uh, and what else? We'll get into – and oh, yeah. So then the, speaking of social justice worries, so they want to get rid of Baby It's Cold Outside too. some Cleveland. It was just some like minor Cleveland radio station, which, listen, I get – the song is a bit creepy. Uh, but are we really – we're going to start banning songs now? Is that what we're doing? We're, we're going to start banning songs. It's creepy. I, I don't find it uh, – you know, he says – she's like, I, I want to leave. I mean, baby, it's cold outside. But it's just – 
Christmas, Thanksgiving, all our holidays. Our holidays are, thank you, Donald Trump, for Trump, Trump for bringing back Christmas. But I don't know how long it's going to be around. I think they're going to take it away from us. That's why we need him for a second term to keep Christmas, Christmas, and let us celebrate it. Seriously, it's, it's getting out of control. But the people want to ban it. And you hear other people say, oh, what about all the filthy stuff? I mean, 85 to 90% of songs on the radio are innuendos for sexual relations. Think about it. Think about any song you listen to. It's like, okay, that's either telling a story or it's about having sex. I mean, that that's what it's about. <laughs> and, if, and if you're not sure, go with the latter. I mean, that's what it's about. So the idea that this old song that we all sang uh, from, for, 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 I guess, associating with Christmas is somehow a bad thing, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I think that's it. Uh, so let's, let's end it with this. One of the segments we haven't done in a while. Um, let's, 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 let's do this. So. Uh, you, you know the segments that I say I'm going to do all the time, and then you know you hear them once or twice and never hear them again. So, you know, it's the one we all love. It's called "Are You Worse Than Lenny Dykstra?" Dykstra has been sentenced to three years in prison. This is a no, 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 man, no, sir, man. Pleasure to meet you. Awesome. Can't wait to be here. Now we all know what kind of dirtbag Lenny Dykstra is. We get that. And uh, recently, he's been indicted on uh, drug and threat charges. So that the hell is that? Oh, Jesus. Garbage disposal. I thought the house was... I thought we were having like an earthquake or something. Which I still have not felt an earthquake out here. And I'm not looking for one either. I'm just saying. You know, we're going into the third year here. I haven't felt anything. So fingers crossed. Uh, but yes. Uh, so let's see. Lenny Dykstra was indicted on Thursday. This was in October. Facing three third degree charges. Possession of cocaine. Possession of methamphetamine. Making terroristic threats. So good for him. This is uh, each stems from the May incident. Dykstra had with a newer driver. Where he allegedly held a gun to the driver's head. Completely normal behavior. We've all been there. So now I want to ask, is this individual worse than Lenny Dykstra? So here's the headline. Awkwardly named serial masturbator lands in hospital after alleged toilet brush incident at doctor's office. That, my friends, is a loaded goddamn headline. So let's read through here. A man with a history of exposing himself already. He might be worse than Lenny Dykstra. I don't like how that's going. So let's, but let's read on. That's only, we're only about six words into the paragraph. A man with a history of exposing himself in public was arrested after cops found him masturbating in front of a woman at a Paramus doctor's office, authorities said Wednesday. Brian Bates. Old Brian Bates. Who's his master? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, knee slapper. Was charged with criminal open lewdness for the Friday incident at a Ridgewood Avenue office, according to Borough Police Chief Kenneth Ironberg. Sure. Officers went to the medical office for a report of a man exposing himself to patients. What? Okay. I was going to say, why would you go there to expose yourself? You should go to a... It didn't really have anything after that. Upon police arrival, officers found Bates in the bathroom with the door open. Um, okay. So he was in the bathroom of a medical office. Okay. So like one of those big ones where there's really no guard or anything in the front. And then you go to your office, I think is what I'm thinking of. Upon arrival, officers found Bates in the bathroom with the door open while masturbating and simultaneously attempting to penetrate his anus with the handle of a toilet roll scrubber. I mean, Hey, multifaceted guy. You put that on the resume resume. Multitasks, very good and high pressure situations. The act was witnessed by several adult females who were in the office. Okay, so I'm still still confused. If this was in, he was in the bathroom. Does it sound like I'm defending Brian Bates? I'm not. I'm just trying to get an idea of what exactly happened here. Bates was taken to the New Bridge Medical Center for evaluation after being booked at police headquarters. The Spring Valley, New York resident has a string of arrests for similar acts dating back to at least 1987 in the borough. He has seen. He was seen exposing himself by eight, nine, and 11-year-old children at Barnes & Noble on February 28th. According to police, in 1997, two women spotted Bates masturbating at the bookstore. 
Uh, police said he exposed himself to a four-year-old girl at the store in October 1997. State court records show he pleaded guilty to lewdness in 98 and served a year of probation. Uh, so why isn't Brian Bates in prison? Uh, he continues to uh, masturbate and uh, expose himself to young people. Uh, this is a problem with justice, and I'd like to have a goddamn judge on here, and we can talk about this. No, but anyways, uh, so to answer the uh, the big question, Lenny's a piece of crap. We've talked about this. He's ripped off his family. Uh, let's see if, let's see, does it have the, no, it doesn't have the, I don't, I don't have the whole, uh, the whole rundown here. This is far from his first run-in with the law. It's actually served more than a year of jail time beginning in 2012 after pleading no contest to charges that included Grand Theft Auto. So, while Lenny Dykstra is a awful person. I think Brian Bates is worse than Lenny Dykstra. Yep, yep. He he uh he takes the cake. So we got that in the standings. Brian Bates, it's going to be hard to do that. Now, I, I want to see if he can... I want to know if he actually pulled it off because it said he attempted to uh, put the brush up there. Uh, let's, let's, let's just double check that again. He... Uh, attempting. Yeah, so he didn't actually do it. That's too bad. Got to show a little bit of effort. You want to get this job. Are you a go-getter? Are you a team player? Be better, Brian Bates. So uh, that's the podcast, everyone. Uh, what a load of shit that was, huh? Uh, I hope you at least enjoyed it. Um, but uh, that, that's that's me. That's that's what I did. That's that's who I am. This is the podcast. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. No beer. No no beer last time. No beer No beer this time. Uh, I'm trying to shed a few pounds off the uh, the old gut. Because it's... Uh, Sometimes you, you look in the mirror and you're just like, you can be better than that. You you can do it. I mean, it's pretty boring at night not having. I mean, I, not even that. I you know one or two beers does anything for you, but you know, it's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's just something you know, some sort of placebo in in your head. It's just like it's going to help, but I haven't. So I'm living. It's a little boring, like I said. Anyways. Uh, I hope everyone uh, remember to leave a review on iTunes uh, or any of those other things that allow you to leave a review because I would definitely uh, appreciate that. Spread the show. Spread spread, spread the awareness of this piece of crap podcast. So uh, with all that being said, I love all of you. Aldo Greco, follow him on Twitter. For the love of God, what a man. What, what, what I tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words with, with superlatives and adjectives for, for the man, the myth, the legend, Aldo Greco. Thank you. With all that being said, I'm going to... Trailers for sale or rent Rooms to let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Ain't got no cigarettes I but two hours of pushing broom buys And eight twelve four-bedroom I'm a man of means By no means King of the road Boxcar, midnight train, destination banger, main. Whoa, worn out suit and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. I smoke old stogies. I have found short, but not too big around. I'm a man of means, by no means, king of the road. I know every inch and every train All their children, all of their names In every handout, in every town Every 
locked it ain't locked when no one's around I sing Trailers for sale or rent Rooms let 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets I ain't got no cigarettes I've a two hours of pushing